Friends, welcome to Word on Fire Catholic Ministries. Word on Fire is an apostolate dedicated to the mission of evangelization, using media both old and new to share the faith on every continent and to facilitate an encounter with Christ and His Church. The efforts of Word on Fire engage the culture and bring the transformative power of God's Word where it is most needed. Today, we invite you to join Bishop Robert Barron as he preaches the gospel and shares the warmth and light of Christ with each one of us. Peace be with you. Friends, the past several weeks we've been reading in our gospel from um, St. Luke's so-called Sermon on the Plain. So it's his version of Jesus' basic teaching. In Matthew, it's a sermon up on a mountain. In uh, in Luke, it's a sermon on a plain. Um both are, I think, historically accurate. They are reflective of Jesus' consistent teaching, which he probably gave in many different places. So Matthew, uh, in his tradition, remember a sermon on a mountain, Luke's a sermon on a plain. So we've been listening to it, and we come today to the, um, to the very end of it, where Jesus kind of sums up what he's uh, been saying. He's been operating as the definitive spiritual teacher at the end of the address, he's got some pretty strong things to say about false spiritual teachers. Now, may I say, in this rather secularist time, there are nevertheless a lot of spiritual teachers around. Take a look on the internet or, or TV and other you know settings. You'll find armies of people who claim to be offering you correct spiritual advice. Jesus is saying, as he closes this uh, address, he's saying, in a word, beware. Be exceptionally careful when seeking out the one who will guide you in the spiritual order. I think that's the general theme here as this sermon comes to a close. So listen now as this begins. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? You know, the image, can I say in a way, is pretty funny. I mean, imagine one blind man trying to lead another. Uh, it's silly, isn't it? And the pit the Lord's talking about here, the scholars tell us, is probably an abandoned well. And there were plenty of those. People were looking for water all the time, and they found it sometimes. Other times they didn't. So there were these deep pits around. So he's not talking about two people just kind of tumbling into a little ditch. He's talking about two people probably plunging to their death. So the one blind man leading the other, and they both end up going down this, this pit. It's a pretty dangerous scenario. So here's the question. Is the person to whom you've entrusted your soul blind or a visionary? Does he know where to take you? Or is your spiritual teacher as lost as you are? There's the question, I think, he's posing at the end. There are a lot of people that, that give their lives over to blind guides. Now, I know it can be hard to make this determination. Lots of, quote-unquote, spiritual people seem attractive, and, and they mean well. How do we know whether they're seeing properly? Well, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Okay? So in a way, it's rather simple. 
Have you entrusted yourself to someone who is utterly dedicated to Christ? He's the one who's going to be filled with light. Now, I'm not implying that there are no truths in other religions and philosophies. I affirm that. But if you're looking for the real thing, you're looking for a proper guide to your spiritual life, here's the criterion. Look to someone in whom Christ is living. He's the light of the world. If you walk in him, you'll find the light of life. That's the spiritual guide you're looking for. Otherwise, you're not going to get where you want to be. Because your teacher isn't where, we, where you want to be. Listen, no disciple is superior to his teacher. But when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. That's the Lord's words here. They might teach you a lot of things, but they won't get you where you want to go. Because if you become the disciple of this teacher and he's as lost as you are, you're not going to get very far. Okay, what's the next quality of a good spiritual teacher? His acknowledgement of his own need for a savior. The one who will best lead you in the spiritual order is someone whom Christ has saved. Let me say it again. The one who will best lead you in the spiritual order is someone whom Christ has saved. Now, Jesus uses another actually rather funny image to make the point. Listen. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove that splinter in your eye when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You see why I call this image funny? So we're meant to imagine someone who's endeavoring to perform this very delicate operation of removing an irritant from his brother's eye, but who himself has an entire like roof beam <laughs> jutting out of his own eye. That's the, what the, the word being used here is meant to imply. I, I mean, it's just, a, it's an absurd scenario. How could the person even get physically close enough to see what, what the matter is, to see what he's doing? See, here's the point. Every spiritual teacher and guru out there is eager to tell you what's wrong with you. They, they are all confident diagnosticians of your problems. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, listen to the whole array of spiritual teachers. They're very eager and willing to say, oh, oh, here's the speck in your eye. Oh, there's the problem. I know what's wrong with you. But unless they've themselves surrendered to Christ and found salvation themselves, they are not in a position to help you. They are as absurd as the man with a roof beam sticking out of his own eye as he tries to do a delicate operation on, on your eye. The one who will give you proper spiritual guidance is the one whose sins have been acknowledged and forgiven. That's very important. You're seeking someone now to help you in the spiritual order. And again, this might be your own personal spiritual director. It might be someone you listen to on the radio, someone you listen to in the internet. 
Is it someone who has himself acknowledged his sins and been forgiven? Here's that description of uh, evangelization I've always liked. Evangelization is one starving man telling another where to find bread. See, it gets you past a sort of abstract approach to it. Let me just tell you these abstract truths that I've learned about the Christian faith. That isn't going to do it. Rather, it's someone who is as starving as you are and has found bread. That one will be able to tell you how to find bread. If, if your sins have been acknowledged and forgiven, now you're in a position to give good spiritual direction to somebody else. You know, it's interesting. I, I did a lot of work, of course, in my life in, in the seminary setting. And um, spiritual direction is key to the, the life of a seminary. And there's that moment, all the spiritual directors talk about it, when they're able to confess in a way their own spiritual history to their directee. So in the beginning, that's probably, you know, not the moment. But eventually, if they have a, you know, a good relationship, a good friendship, he can say, well, look, this is, this is the moment when I really found salvation. This is the moment when, when Christ began to operate in this, in this saving way in my life. Good, good. That's a very important moment in spiritual direction. That's when the directee can find a real confidence in the one that's giving direction. Well, then we have these final images now from Jesus' discourse. He says, a good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit. Every tree is known by its own fruit. Long ago, the great Greek philosopher Aristotle taught, don't listen to what people say, watch what people do. I found this to be an extraordinarily useful adage. People say lots of things. Now, why? Because talk is cheap. They might describe themselves in all kinds of ways. They, oh, yeah, this is what I'm about. This is what I, I want. This is what I'm dedicated to. Well, talk is cheap. They will reveal what they're truly like, what they truly desire, much more in their actions than in their words. So, again, go back to my years uh, in the seminary. I hear students say, all sorts of things about their spiritual lives. How much they, they love the liturgy of the hours. Oh, you know, Father, I, I love praying in the office. How, how dedicated they are to the poor. Oh, Father, I, I, I really believe in, in helping the poor and, and the church's outreach. I, I really believe in that. How they savored their holy hour. Oh, the holy hours made such a difference in my life, Father. Really wonderful how the Blessed Sacrament was just central to them. And I, I developed this over the years following Aristotle. <laughs> I'd always listen politely, you know, and okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it. But then what I would do is I would watch them. Don't listen to what people say. Watch what people do. Did they, in fact, do their holy hour every day? Did I see them in church? before the Blessed Sacrament? Did they, in fact, go down to our soup kitchens and our, and our overnight programs for the poor, etc.? Did they, in fact, faithfully pray the Liturgy of the Hours? Trusted their actions much more than their words. 
So is someone a good spiritual guide for you? That's what this, this gospel is about. Don't listen to their words so much. Watch their lives. Do they bear the fruits of the Holy Spirit? Love, joy, peace, equanimity, etc. What do they do? Watch them. Every tree is known by its own fruit. You know, I'll confess someone here as, as, I, as I end this homily that in a way I, I feel judged by this reading, this gospel for today. Because, you know, let's face it, I've endeavored most of my adult life to be a, a spiritual guide and teacher. All my years as a, as a priest in the parish, as a, as a seminary formator, as a rector, now as a, as a bishop, and then doing this work at Word on Fire. I mean, I've, I've been kind of a, trying to be a spiritual guide to people. So I, I've asked myself these questions in the wake of this gospel. Have I fully conformed myself to the Master? You know, it's, it's in his light that we walk. Do I speak of salvation out of an experience of being saved? Or I speak too abstractly about it? How often do I go to confession? You know, otherwise I'm in danger of walking around like a clown with a beam coming out of my own eye as I try to find the speck in your eye. What do people see when they watch what I do? I mean, I think that's a very important thing now for, for anyone who aspires to be a spiritual guide to ask. We're all seeking good spiritual direction. Take a look at the end of the Sermon on the Plain. It provides a very good framework for that search. And God bless you. Thank you for listening to this week's homily from Bishop Robert Barron. For more resources from Bishop Barron, please visit wordonfire.org.